Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. I mean, I guess a I guess a win is a win, right? Uh, they come away with two points yet again in a game in which they played like shit. I tweeted right after the win that they're gonna play like shit. Uh, basically all the way to a parade down Broad Street, so who am I to argue? Uh, not not a uh, not the best effort tonight. Looked very good in the first, I don't know, 15 minutes or so of the game, and then all of a sudden things just fell apart, and it was suddenly the playoffs again. Uh, the Islanders were just all over them, and somehow, you know, Carter Hart holds up enough. You know, the, the Isles tie the game, but here we are going to overtime. Gostaspair makes a uh, makes a classic Gostaspair play with a nice with a uh, nice break up at the blue line turns the puck up ice Scott Lawton takes care of the rest boom two points for the Philadelphia Flyers I don't uh I don't <laughs> I don't know how they're doing this I saw one comment they don't ask how they ask how many at a certain point we have to wonder how uh, but man this was I. I, I have a lot of trouble explaining this team right now. It's been a little while since they've looked like the team we all really fell in love with towards the end of the last regular season. And maybe that little winning streak they went on was... um, Maybe that little winning streak they went on kind of raised our expectations a little too high. Like, that's the team we think they are. Really, that was the absolute ceiling of their potential. A lot of guys playing above what they were, but also, like, they didn't have Limblom, they didn't have Patrick, so it was, okay, well, when they get those guys back, maybe that's who they really are. So far, that has not been the case. Uh, we've seen a lot more of the team we saw in the bubble than we saw, you know, directly leading into that, but, you know, what are they, 6-2-1 and one now? I guess I'll take it. Uh... Fun end to the game, terrible final 40 minutes of regulation, really 45 minutes of regulation, but I will absolutely take the win. Uh, let's get to all your comments. I'm going to get to them in a second, but I forgot to bring up the box score. I'm going to do that right now. Uh, let's see here. Where are you, box score? Come on, don't screw me here. Oh, I hate the Flyers inside edge like why would I sign up for inside edge there's no fans allowed in the stadium it's a waste of my time Flyers don't you know I'm doing a live post game bastards I really just wanted to check the time on ice report there we go where are you big Sammy and we'll get to your I'm gonna get your questions in a second but yeah so Samuel Moran uh he plays he plays nine shifts tonight, one in the third period, uh, five minutes in. He played a 34-second He played a 34 second shift in the uh, first five minutes 
of the third period, and that was it. He played, what, a grand total of 531 tonight. So, listen, I'm all for um, sitting TK down if he deserves it. Uh, if the coach deems he's just not doing what he's asking, he's uh, you know tried a bunch of ways to just get TK to play the way he wants him to play, and he will not. Sometimes the only way to do it is taking away ice time. I get it. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna replace him with a Samuel Moran, and you're doing this, doing it in this game, the game in which you referenced was the reason you moved Moran uh, to forward to begin with. You wanted a big body, a physical presence to kind of counteract the physicality of the Islanders. Then give him more than nine shifts. Give him more than five minutes. Give him more than one shift in the third period when you're getting your brains beaten in. I realized you needed. Um, I realized you needed. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought there. I like. I realize you needed to score a goal, and Samuel Moran doesn't really help you do that. But when you also need someone to break up their, you know, neutral zone interference, uh, break up their quick breakouts, Samuel Moran—that's supposed to be what he's there to do uh, by laying the body. And you know, you just didn't use him. So really, essentially, by sitting Travis Konechny tonight, maybe you sent the message you wanted to. Maybe he's going to learn his lesson. But essentially, you punish the team by only dressing 11 forwards. Like, if you only play one guy five minutes, he didn't really play. So that's my really only take on that. Uh, let's get to your comments now. Do they scratch Limblom next game? He's not very noticeable. Not bad, but just not doing anything. I noticed, I thought tonight uh, I saw more out of Limblom than I had previously. thought he did a decent job along the half boards and in on the forecheck. I thought this was the most active I'd seen Limblom in a few games, actually. Are we allowed to play three solid periods? The answer to that is apparently no. Myers looked good. Yeah, Myers did look good. There was one uh, There was one shift in the third where uh, he just got undressed down low by Eberly. But other than that, considering it was his first game back, he seemed to play pretty well. What was his ice time tonight? I know at one point he was leading in ice time. Uh, let's give him a look now. Where are you? Right, well, let's just lead off with what did... Provorov play, 24-53. So under 25 minutes for Provorov tonight. And uh, what did Myers play? Myers ended up with 23-17. So Provorov did pass him, but uh, it got pretty close there at the end. Ghost getting better each game. Yeah, like halfway through this game, maybe midway through the third... I started thinking, you know, Ghost looks pretty solid, and yeah, he, he had that one terribly ugly turnover, but I also thought he made a few defensive plays that I was waiting for him to make, um, you know, stepping up on, uh, you know, odd man rushes or just zone entries, breaking them up. Challenging zone entries is something he's actually pretty good at defensively or has been throughout his career that I wanted to see him do a little bit more, and I thought I saw that tonight. But, you know, a decent amount of the game had gone by, and I just thought... Man, Ghost looks solid, but he doesn't look like that playmaker out there. He doesn't look like that guy who's just going to make a dynamic play anymore. And then, of course, they get to the three-on-three overtime. He makes the good defensive play and turns it into offense, leading to the Lawton goal. And, man, it would be so nice if, if Shane Gossespierre really is a top-four defenseman for this team. After, after everything he's been through, I'd feel good for him. And I'd feel good for the Flyers, because they really need some bodies back there. Let's get a few here. Orange is the new Bill. Yeah, sorry, guys. I, I couldn't... Something's up with the webcam. Can't get it to work. I figured audio was better than nothing. 
Only saw one bad whiff by Ghost playing even better. Otherwise, Gus, on the other hand, dude, Gustafson, it's time to, like, this already might be a disaster. He might be terrible. Him and uh, Justin Braun at one point tonight. uh, Flyers had a decent uh, decent shift in the offensive zone. Puck comes back to Braun. Uh, Braun goes point to point and just flubs the pass, just sends it out of the zone. Uh, Gus fumbles around with it, doesn't field it cleanly, and suddenly what was offensive zone attack time turned into getting pinned in the defensive zone and then ultimately an icing. So they had to ice the puck, and then uh, I think they eventually won the defensive zone draw, but it was just they are net negatives out there. They are absolutely killing you. They can't play together, and they might not—they might not be able to play at all. It's—I've been a Justin Braun defender. I thought maybe he'll get it. Maybe he'll get going. And I thought he made a few nice defensive plays tonight. But man, you can't have—you can't have this many liabilities out there on the blue line. Moran didn't get hurt. That's a plus. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel good for the guy. I wish I would have seen him fight, but I really liked what I heard him say after the first period uh, when he was like, yeah, we're up to nothing, so I didn't want to give them anything. That's that's good to know that he's at least smart enough. Uh, but, I mean, if he's not going to play enough ice time to actually affect the momentum of a game, then it's pointless to have him in there. His entire purpose for being is uh, to be physical and change momentum, lay into their defensemen. Drop the gloves if he has to. If he's not going to play enough to do any of those things, then what's the point? Still so frustrated with their bad passes and turnovers. Yeah, there was a lot to be frustrated about tonight. Listen, it was an exciting end to the game, and I'd much rather win than lose, but they still have a long way to go. Like There were a lot of points in this game where I said to myself, I am going to be opening up post-game by saying this team is not good. Uh, But... uh, uh, they're just winning ugly right now, and you know what? They're not playing well. It's it's one thing to win ugly. They're not playing well. They are getting outshot by an immense amount. I, I think one point tonight they said the shot differential to start the season is like minus 100, and like, they haven't played 10 games. That's absurd. That's fucking absurd. Have they played 10? Was this game 10? I'm trying to do some math here. I think this was game 9, right? Yeah, I think this was game 9. Is there a point to dump and chase when you just dump so many free possession changes by just handing them the puck? I did think tonight, like, they needed to do... First of all, the Islanders don't play a system. Their their system is simply fucking interference. And since they do it on literally every possession, it's not called. And it's it's just ugly. It's awful for the league. It's shit. It's shit hockey. Uh... And that dive by Barzell tonight was one of the worst dives I've ever seen. Like, nothing Giroux did, maybe it's a slash, but nothing Giroux did would have caused him to fall that way. It was a goddamn disgrace. Uh, But the Islanders just play this terrible hockey. That aside, the bad passes and turnovers are absolutely a problem. Uh, I'll get back to Gustafson, man. Like, I I I swear in the first period he turned it over five times. I've never seen a guy, he, for a supposed puck-moving defenseman, he treats the puck like a grenade, like he's Nick Grossman or Luke Shen, like he can't wait for it to just not be on his stick. I saw him tonight have a chance to just dump in and get a change, and basically, in between the red line and blue line, 
passed it directly to the uh, to the other defenseman, and suddenly they had numbers the other way, and Flyers got caught in the middle of a change. I, he's so bad. His decision-making, his puck handling, his confidence, I don't know what it is, but he can't be out there right now. Like, bring back Nate Prosser. Nate Prosser got boned being out of the lineup tonight, right? Like, uh, come on. Eric Gustafson stinks. Bill, how do we get through the neutral zone with any degree of success? We obviously can't keep winning like this. Yeah, I think, like, the neutral zone issues, like, the breakout is one thing, getting out of the defensive zone. The D-men just need to be better, and honestly, the forwards are not helping at all. I saw one play tonight. A puck goes in the corner. No flyer had recovered it yet. I think Provorov goes into the corner to get it. Uh, New, or New England, the New York Islanders back off a little, and then suddenly one guy goes in. Still no one has possession, and there were no other flyers around. They had all flown the zone. Now, some came off on a change, but others were just chilling in the neutral zone, hanging out as it's a one-on-one puck battle down low, six feet away from the goalie. I just... They just have very little discipline right now, and I don't mean, like, penalty discipline. They took a few too many tonight, but honestly, that was a shit-officiated game. Not the reason they looked bad, but it was a poorly officiated game. Um, They just have so little positional discipline. Like, you can't be at the red line before your defenseman even has the puck. That just can't be what you're doing, and they have, uh, they've done that way too often so far. Do you think Ghost coming back healthy is what's having him look so good or just a rebound year? I mean, his health definitely has something to do with it. He made his, um, it was on the right side, so uh, he didn't have the full effect of skating into the open middle of the ice. But he did his little stop-start stop uh, figure skating move tonight, and it totally blew away the uh, the winger covering him, and it was just very, very nice to see. Um, a precursor to seeing some old ghosts in the three-on-three overtime. Um, I think just showing the confidence to say, hey, clean slate, guess what? You're paired with Ivan Provorov is definitely giving him more confidence, and I, I think that's a good coaching move by uh, Elaine Vigneault there as well. Is Ghost a top four D-man? Is the new Coots is elite? I mean, he has to prove it. Uh, you know... This is a couple of games. I love Shane Gossesberry. He's one of my favorite players on the team personally. But we've seen enough inconsistent play from him to know this may not last. Now, it very well could. He could finally just be good to go and be back to being the guy he was the first three years of his career. Or this could be a nice... um, this could just be a nice stretch of games for him now that he's healthy, feeling good, feeling confident, just happy to be back on the ice. It's a wait-and-see thing with Shane Gostisbehar. Prosser in for Gus would be an improvement? Oh, 100%. I don't even think that's up for debate. The blind clears from below the goal line to covered points is getting frustrating. I've never seen, like, set, setting up the point men as much as they do. They just... They just wheel it right up the boards, just rim it around and go, oh, wow, yeah, well, they have possession now. Okay, oh, he's stepping in because there wasn't a winger in sight. Oh, he's got a shot on goal. I just, uh, it's, man, uh, it's amazing they're winning these games, honestly. Like, yeah, playing like garbage five on five, got to win puck battles, four check, get a bit physical. They are, like, ah. I'm at a loss to fully describe how poorly they're playing and yet still coming away with uh still coming away with all these wins. Imagine how many goals they could score if they like 
played the right way. This team could score like the 80s Oilers if they just did a couple of more things right. I'm not even saying win the shot battle. I'm just saying, like, maybe don't get doubled up. Maybe if the other team has, like, 30 shots, you should have 20 instead of 15. Like, it's unbelievable how much they're getting dominated possession-wise and chance-wise, but still getting the uh, the better of the score. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. First period was probably their best against the Islanders in a couple years. Yeah, I was trying to think, was that a year ago or two years ago? And years, I mean seasons now, because like last season, you know, was like a year and a half ago at this point. Where they got up 3 nothing on the aisles and then ended up blowing it. Like, that was, uh, yeah, that's the, that's what tonight reminded me of. But, you know, they, they at least don't give up the lead tonight and end up cashing in in overtime. So, improvement, I suppose. Haig or Gus? Ugh, neither. Neither. Uh, Jesus. I guess that means leave Braun in. Braun and Prosser is your third pair. Oh, my God. They need, they need to just add somebody. They don't have six defensemen that they can dress every night. They might not have five, but they definitely don't have six. If we're giving Patrick and Lindblom passes for not having played in a while, then Ghost gets one too. He hasn't played in a while, and what he's shown has been one. Light years better than Gus slash Braun, and two, really fucking good. Oh, yeah, and like Ghost, is, Ghost has been in the league a lot longer than those two guys, and he has played some hockey uh, here and there, but I, I, I get what you're saying, absolutely. Um, if we're going to chalk up some early struggles for some guys who haven't really played a ton of meaningful hockey lately. Ghost is in that category. He has also, like, several more seasons of experience than those guys. Is Bunham in a good 4C? He certainly is playing like it. Uh, I thought he was a nice utility player last year. A guy who you bring in and, you know, he's not going to kill you out there. Uh, And that was as, as far as I was willing to go with my Bunham in assessment last year. This season so far, though, uh, very pleasantly surprised with the way he's been playing, uh, defensively and offensively. Um, that line has been there consistently most effective in these last two games. I, I just, I got a tweet tonight, like, oh, fourth line has way too much ice time. And really, that tweet was worded wrong. It was other three lines not playing well enough to earn ice time over the, you know, designated fourth line. It's not the fourth line's fault. The other lines are are not playing well enough. Uh, I've been very impressed with what those guys are doing. 
Is Gus's end of his stick too thin? He has zero control. I wonder tonight, like, maybe he's right-handed. Maybe he's the right-handed defenseman we need and just doesn't know it yet because he can't play on his forehand right now. <laughs> Gus has a stick. It's more like, um, maybe he's playing, like, with a wooden stick as a joke or something. Would like to see a Prosser-Haig rotation at 6-D, man. I would like to see more defensemen brought in. Just, I can't. I liked what I saw out of Nate Prosser in the in the previous game, but it, he hasn't played in the league in two years. Do you think he's got more than, like, three games in him before we really see why he hasn't played in two years? I just, uh, you know, I wouldn't get too excited about that. Already had as many games under 20 shots this year as we did entire last season. Holy shit. Wow. I'm going to have to double-check this after this. I don't, I, I don't think you're making it up. I just hadn't... Uh, wow. That hurts to read. Like, that made me feel drunk. I need to... Oh, my God. I need to take a sip of beer, guys. I know you can't see me tonight, but I have... Uh, this is a triple IPA by Flying Monkey. It's called Sparkle Puff. Someone usually asks me what I'm drinking, and that's what I have tonight. It's uh, 10%. It is strong. Uh, Scotty Hartnell said we're the worst 6-2-1 team. I mean, I'm sure in history some teams have gotten lucky or something, but like they're getting outshot by 100 through nine games. That doesn't seem mathematically possible. The officiating was the worst I have seen this season. Yeah, and, you know, in my list of issues with this game, I'm only going to blame the officiating so much because they themselves played like absolute shit. Um... But they could have had a couple of more power plays, and honestly, just the way, just the way the Islanders are officiated is frustrating. It's bad for the league. Like they're just allowed to cheat because it's their strategy. Cheating is their strategy. Like, oh no, it's not interference. It's the way we play. No, it's fucking interference. <laughs> Gus is making me miss Haig. Well. <laughs> The last time Haig played, he played one of the worst games I've ever seen anyone play. And honestly, you know what? You're right. Gus was worse tonight. So I take that back. You're right. <laughs> I'm over the Gustafson experiment. We're nine games in and he hasn't played them all. And we are all completely out on this guy. But it is, I've never seen a player with the propensity to turn it over. He's like fucking Carson Wentz out there with the interceptions. I've never, it's just, it's mind-boggling. I don't know how he does it. It's unbelievable. Like it's it's borderline impressive. It would be hard like it seems like turning it over this much would be harder than just completing some passes or getting some pucks in deep, but he's he's able to do it. It's it's honestly impressive. Gus needs to go to the Leafs. Yeah, I don't see them taking him on. It's fun when uh Joel gets a roughing penalty for getting horse collared into an opposing player. But Sezekis leaps into Braun, uh, to break Braun's nose with his shoulder. That's just hockey. Yeah, that was the other one. Uh, I don't. Joel, I think the one I can't remember what the penalty was, but Joel definitely earned a uh, earned what looked like a charge to me. But maybe they called it roughing. Um, somebody on the Flyers definitely leapt to make a hit tonight. Uh, but yeah, it was was that Sezekis who just straight up charged Braun and just absolutely no. And it was so obvious, like he. <laughs> He jumped straight into his head. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was a, there's a lot to be upset with. Is it safe to assume Moran is scratched tomorrow? I sure have seen enough. Yeah, um, like I said, if he's only going to play five minutes, what's the point? He had one shift in the third period. 
Um, I think I saw on Twitter before I went live here that uh, AV has already said Brian Elliott's going to be in net tomorrow and Travis Konechny's going to be in the lineup. This was kind of just a one-game thing. Um, help Konechny just figure out whatever the hell he needs to figure out. I assume it would be Moran coming out because, like, he's not very good. I can't see them sitting somebody else and keeping him in the lineup. That would be kind of asinine. Gustafson is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a good offensive defenseman, but he's an awful defenseman. You see, I can't even call him a good offensive defenseman because a good offensive defenseman helps you transition, and he is killing them in transition right now with the turnovers, uh, just everywhere, all over the ice. He doesn't help them get out of the zone. He doesn't help them get through the neutral zone. He, in fact, makes it more difficult by constantly sending the puck to the other team. Do they need a bad loss to realize they can't play like this? I mean, they've already been blown out twice. Like, this is just this is just who they are right now. And I'm not saying they can't improve. I expect them to improve. But it's, it's certainly not the team we were expecting to start the season. Um, I don't know what you need more than a pair of 6-1 losses to the Sabres and the Bruins, right? That's who beat the shit out of them. Um, I, I don't know where you go. They... It has to be a little bit of coaching, right? Like, I don't I don't see how it's possible that everyone has been bad all season. I mean, the vets are scoring. The vets are kind of doing their part in the scoring department. Um, but other than that, like just puck possession, winning battles, doing your job, just full, you know, the 200-foot the game, like coaches say, has anyone really impressed you for more than a game or two? It, like, I I don't know. I don't know what they need to realize they can't play like this. Uh, maybe it's help. Maybe they really need Sean Couturier ba- back this badly. Maybe Sean Couturier really is that good, and we didn't even realize it. I don't know. Moran added nothing. Yeah, I believe that. Hopefully they'll pull the plug on the Gus experiment soon. I can't imagine uh, he plays a ton (laughs) as the season progresses unless he gets dramatically better in a short period of time. For those who want Gus to the bench, you really want Haig playing? I don't. I guess Prosser, but come on, he is not the answer. No, I think they need one, if not two, more defensemen. They can't go on like this. That's the the forwards need to do their part. Someone said like it wasn't even Mar- you know Moran ends up looking bad on the one goal against he was on the ice for. But all three forwards weren't contributing at all, and the defensemen didn't look good. So like I, it, they're just all over the place. Myers looked like he didn't miss a beat. Welcome back. Yeah, I was happy to see him. Happy to see he had his wind and everything. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, I guess, really test that stamina. He only missed four games. It's not like he missed a month or something. Uh, but I guess with the uh, with the back-to-back tomorrow, test his stamina, see how really ready to go he is. Yeah, nothing but positives, really, about Myers tonight, especially for his first game back. Do we miss Coots this much? I think it's, like... This much, no. They absolutely miss him. But there's no way he's the difference between them looking good and bad. Like, there's no way he's this good. Uh, I mean, maybe he is. Maybe even the the, the most ardent uh, defenders and lovers of Sean Couturier have underrated him to this point. Uh, maybe he... I, 
I sure hope that one guy isn't the difference between the team sucking and being really good. Because, you know, that one guy's been hurt a couple of times. I mean, the fact that we're winning these games is encouraging. We can be so much better than this, and we're 6-2-1. and one. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's something we've talked about quite a bit on this on the post game. If you want to look at it optimistically, which I choose to because we're only nine games in, and if I have a negative attitude, the rest of the season is going to be really tough for me. Like, personally, I, it'll be tough for all the people around me. <laughs> My wife will have a harder life if I really just start looking at this pessimistically. My dog won't love me as much. So I, I got to look at this optimistically and think, okay, this is the worst they're going to play, and they're 6-2-1. and one. If they just improve, like, one of the three things they're terrible at right now, how good could they be? You know, maybe, like, if this is the absolute bottom of their overall play, now they're going to have, like, a losing streak, but just the way they look, when you watch them play the way they look, if this is the worst it gets, they're going to win a shit ton of games. (laughs) Like, if you want to look at it that way, and it's also encouraging that Carter Hart, a couple nights, you know, a couple games in a row, gave you what he needed to give you uh, to get a win because they're going to need him to be on top of his game if this season's going to turn out the way we want it to. So there are some ways to look at this positively. Um, And you know what? That's what I'm going to leave you with tonight. I'm going to leave you with some... uh, with some positivity. Yeah, Carter Hart, a 929 save percentage on the night. He was very good uh, in the previous game against the Devils as well. That's what we're going to talk about to end this show is Carter Hart and him bouncing back from, uh, you know, the stick smashing incident against Boston. I, I, I hate even calling it an incident. Like, like he smashed his stick over the opposing coach's head or something. Like, he broke his stick on the post like a million goalies have done uh, before and will do after him. Uh, it, but it is good to see him bounce back and look just the same, look just like the Carter Hart uh, we need him to be. And... That's encouraging, as is the idea that this team can be so much better and they're 6-2-1. and one. You know, I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, maybe even on the Google Play Store. But everywhere else there are podcasts, definitely search Broad Street Hockey, hit subscribe, and boom. Content delivered to you daily. So much content, can't even name it all, because honestly, I want to go sit on the couch and finish this beer. So uh, that's it. I will uh, I will have Craig filling in, for me, filling in for me tomorrow as I enjoy the Royal Rumble. So you will have Craig to deal with after a game against the Islanders. Honestly, he's getting off lucky. I did both Devils games, and uh, I'm going to do another two Devils games next week. So... It's not like I'm just sticking him with all the shit games. But he does have to do a Sunday against the Islanders. So, hey, I'm in charge around here. I get to make the schedule. All right, that's it. Have a great week, everybody.